Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Okay, yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what's sure to be a fairly chaotic bonus episode. And I'm here, too. Of Sawbones. Um, Me, too. Uh, this is our Kids Kids Choice Awards episode for uh, for your kids' questions as a special treat. Oh, no, don't press that. As a special treat for Sawbones <laughs> listeners. Yeah, my um, little sister's pressing buttons and... Doing things. We have Charlie and Cooper here to ask questions. Cooper's going to ask a first question, then I'm going to take Cooper away because she is basically rabid. Hey, this is this is Sydney McRoy. Cooper, can you say hi? Hi. Well, that's <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, do you want to go ahead and say hi? Hi. hi. Cooper, okay. you have the first question. Cooper, right? Hi, right, my now name here's is Charlie McElroy. Charlie, who's this first question from? This is from Susanna, age four. Okay. okay, Cooper, what's the question from Susanna, age four? Um, why do we have bones? Why do we have bones? That's a great question. All right, let's step aside, Cooper. Let's step out and let them uh, sort of handle this from, from this point on, okay? I'm going to assume that it's not an existential question. Me too. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Cooper says it's okay. I'm going to assume it's more of a literal question. Why do we have bones? And uh, bones are what hold us up and support us and give us shape. Bones help us move. Bones keep us, you know, standing or sitting or whatever position we want to be in. If we didn't have bones, Charlie, what do you think we would be if we didn't have bones? Jelly. We'd be like a... Jelly blob. Yeah, like slime. You know how you like making slime? Yeah. We'd be kind of like a pool of slime. Just jiggling around. Oddly shaped, (laughs) movable. Yeah, like... Um, Moldable slime. Like sort of um, like clay sort of slime. Yeah. Like clayish slime. I think that's a good approximation. So bones are really important to give us shape and help us move. Yep. And that's right. help us I sit here. This yeah, like not just like move <laughs> like do. run and jump and stand and kick a ball, but move like play the piano. Or, or move pick up like my phone. pick up your phone or type on a keyboard or move like make like something like a knit tight. or crochet or I don't know, make a craft, play yeah, an instrument, all those things. Something like that. Bones. Bones help us do all kinds of things that if we didn't have bones, we would be sort of mushy. What's the next question, Charlie? Okay. How do our lungs know when to breathe by themselves? From uh Gilbert, age four. How do our lungs know when to breathe by themselves? Yes. Well, that's a good question, Gilbert. Our lungs 
Okay, there's multiple answers to this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, our lungs are pulled by muscles around them, like our diaphragm. Like there are muscles that help our lungs. Like part of it is our brain. Our brain has a respiratory drive, especially in our brain stem, that tells us to breathe in and out, that tells our muscles to move. Wow. It sends messages through our nerves to our lungs to tell us like, hey, we need more oxygen to our body. Take a breath. Breathe back out. Get rid of the carbon dioxide. So our lungs know how to breathe because of, I mean, a lot of things, but like our brain tells it to do it. And then a whole bunch of things like our muscles and our nerves all aid in the process of making it happen. Whoa, that's awesome. What's our next question, Charlie? What happens to your body when you use an inhaler? And who's that from? Flynn, age seven. Okay, that's a great question, Flynn. So there are lots of different kinds of inhalers, but let's go with the most common kind, okay? Okay. An albuterol inhaler. What? And It's albuterol. It's a medicine that uh, a lot of people with asthma need to use. And oh. asthma means sometimes your lungs don't push air back out as well as they should. Instead of being sort of like rubber bands and elastic and pushing air back out really quickly, like they get real tight and stiff and our airways can get tight and stiff and air doesn't move in and out as great as or as quickly as as easily as it should. So anyway, inhalers can help fix that. Like albuterol, what it does is when you put it in your mouth and push down on it and breathe in, It sends medicine down into your lungs. You just inhaled medicine down into your lungs. It opens up those airways. It opens up all those little airways and allows you to breathe more easily. And different inhalers do different things like get rid of um, inflammation in your lungs or keep them open longer. But the point is that you are inhaling medicine right to where it needs to go when you use an inhaler. You're taking it right to the source, and that's really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. A lot of people use inhalers. Our next question is, let's see, we just did what happens to your body when you use an inhaler. Now this one. How do people digest their food from Elizabeth, age five? Elizabeth, this is a very complicated question. There are lots of things that go into digestion. First of all, when you eat, when you eat your food and it goes into your mouth, that's just the beginning of the journey, yeah, right? Literally. I have a whole book about the human body and and it pretends um your digestive system is sort of a roller coaster. I don't know why, but do it's you, cool. Do you remember any of the parts of it? What it tells you about digestion? No. What is the the first process of digestion it, you do in your mouth? What do you do with food in your mouth? Chew it. That's right. One of the digestive process starts when you chew food up. Yep. When you start mushing it and breaking it up with your teeth. There's uh, in your saliva, that's your spit, there are enzymes in there that start breaking food down already. And then once you swallow it, it goes down your esophagus and into your stomach. And when it gets into your stomach, again, there's acid in there. There are all kinds of enzymes. There's all kinds of stuff that starts breaking down the food and mushing it up. And the whole time that all these chemicals are working, there's also your stomach is kind of squishing it around because these are all like muscles. It's a kind of muscle called smooth muscle. And it goes from your stomach to your intestines and the the whole way down it's squeezing the food. 
So you got chemicals breaking up the food and you got those smooth muscles squeezing the food and the whole time your body's absorbing the nutrients and vitamins and all the good stuff through the walls of your stomach and your intestine and into your bloodstream and it goes into your body and all the places it needs to be and it works its way down and all that's left is the stuff you don't need. And what do we call that? Go ahead, Charlie. What do we call it? <laughs> Poop. <laughs> that's what's left over. Once we get rid of all that stuff that you did that you did need. Poop. Then that that's left over is poop. It's the waste yep. stuff plus a lot of yep. germ. There's a lot of bacteria in there, a lot of germs. And anyway, and then it comes out your Go ahead. But but that's right. <laughs> so digestion is a really complex process. It took us a long time to figure all this out. We yeah. didn't know if it was the squeezing or if it was the chemicals, and it turned out it was both. I didn't even understand any of it, maybe. I think I understood the squeezing part, but nothing else. We got some pictures I'll show you. <laughs> okay. There are chemicals what? that break stuff down, too. Uh, what? Like dissolve stuff. Pictures of what? Of the, oh, of like the digestive process. I can show oh, you some yeah. pictures of what happens inside the stomach oh, and intestines. Okay. We did an episode once about a guy who had a hole in his stomach, and that's how we figured a lot of this out. He was okay, though. He was totally fine. He just happened to have a hole in his stomach. Hmm. I know. It's wild. Okay, next one. Why do we have blood from teacher Mason's class? All right. Why do we have blood? Charlie, do you know what blood delivers to our body cells? Um, blood cells? Blood cells, and they're carrying um, in the hemoglobin... Oxygen. Oxygen, yes. I yeah. forgot what it was called. That's one of the most important things blood does. It delivers oxygen, oxygen. which is a part a part of air that our body really needs. Yes. To all the really. cells in our body. Yeah, but extremely. You like extremely need this. You re- yes, yeah, you like definitely really need it. Like can't live without it. Yeah. So like air come we breathe in air. It goes into our lungs. Okay. There are little teeny tubes, blood vessels, tubes, called capillaries. The oxygen, the air goes into those in our lungs. And then it starts going through our whole bloodstream. From our heart, pumped out through our arteries all over our body. To the tips of your toes and fingers and to the top of your head and on your brain and everything. And it delivers oxygen all over the place. And blood can carry everything, all kinds of cells, right? Like, yeah. White blood cells. Yeah, white blood cells, red blood cells. Do you remember what white blood cells do? Fight off germs. That's right. White blood cells are how we fight off infection. So there are lots of things in your blood, and the blood basically delivers. It's like the transit system. Your blood, your circulatory system and your blood in it delivers all these things that your body needs to all the places they need to go. Whoa. Do you know why um, I knew... What white blood cells do? How? I play this game about the body. I don't remember what it was about, but it was some game like that. Okay, next That was cool, though. I'm glad you played a game like that. Why does Charlie, not me, mm-hmm. Um, it says James's little brother, it says about his brother Charlie, two months old. Okay. okay. Why does Charlie only eat mommy's milk? From James, three years old, asking about his brother, Charlie, two months old. Do you remember that? 
when your little sister Cooper only had mommy's milk? Yeah. So when we're I really... I don't know why she did, but I think she just liked it. Well, that's part of it. So, okay, a couple reasons. First of all, okay. uh, babies can't eat solid food. Why do you think they can't? Uh, they don't have teeth. 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 Yeah. Which I lost two, and they're growing in right now. Like that's right. My two front. Your two bottom front my ones, two and the, bottom the two top front ones are loose. Loose. They're going any day now. Um. So okay. First of all, babies can't eat the same food that we do because they don't have teeth. <laughs> that's one reason, and also their dig- We just talked about digestion. Yeah. Their whole digestive tract is sort of still in the works. Like yes. it's all there. Still. But it's not it's not really ready to go yet, so we got to take it easy with what we put so in there. So it's still like working its way to knowing how to digest all the other foods. That's right, and so you have to be careful about what you put in there right away. And the nice thing about whether we're talking about breast milk, which I think is what mom's milk would be here, breast milk, yeah, or formula, both of those things have exactly all the stuff that a growing baby needs. They're the perfect food. They've got it all in there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So that's why that's all a baby eats is because, one, babies can't eat all the food we do because they yeah. don't have teeth. 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 And their digestive tracts aren't really ready yet. And this is the perfect food. It's got all of it yeah. in there. It's just got everything yep, it's a baby got a, needs. The right mix of nutrients and calories and yeah. all that stuff. Plus, it's got, uh, with mom's milk, you've got antibodies. From mom. Yeah, that keep you safe from things. That's right. So All a parent, sorts of things. A parent it's... can pass those right on to a baby that way. So whether it's mom's milk or formula, it's the perfect baby food. Especially if it's mom's milk. Um, especially if it's a COVID baby like we are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like a baby born during gets, the pandemic, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It gets most of the antibodies from its mom's milk. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All these antibodies if get passed on to babies. So that's that's really vaccinated, of course. We did get vaccinated. Yes, didn't we? so did, far. Should everybody get vaccinated? Yeah. 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 Everybody, every single thing on this whole planet should get vaccinated. I'm so proud of you right now. Except for um, like. My phone. <laughs> right. We won't Things vaccinate like your that. phone. No. Yeah. That would no, be just bad. The, just the people. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the people. Totally just the people. But that's, I'm really proud of you for telling everybody to get vaccinated. I didn't tell you to say that, right? <laughs> Everybody's going to think I told you to say that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I can even tell you. She, I, she did not tell me to say it. I am telling the truth right now. She would never. Wait, no, wait. My tongue is twisted. Okay, one second. Let me get my tongue untwisted. Okay. One second. Okay. Be right back. Okay. Okay. Better. Okay. Good. The soundboard is intact. Okay. If if my mom told me, I would literally tell you. I I would not lie to you. That's true. Well, and I'm not very good at telling you what to do these days. Yeah. You kind of you kind of are a free (laughs) spirit. Yeah, that's the beat about them. You bounce the meteor. <laughs> I know you do. But thank you for spreading the good the good news about vaccination. I appreciate that. Yes, you've, get vaccinated. You've made me everybody. Very proud. Yep, you made me very proud. All right. So we've okay. established mom's milk formula, 
These are the best foods for babies. What's the next one, Charlie? Okay, next question. This is three questions. Okay, first one. What's inside your eyeball? How does your eye work, and what's behind your eyeball? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Those are a lot of questions. Okay. Who's that from? <laughs> this is from, let's see, Dexter and Dexter's little brother. I need, help I need my help. Sometimes. That's okay. Malachi. Malachi. Sometimes I can't read words. Dexter's nine, Malachi six. Okay, so what's in your eyeball? Yes, first is what's inside your eyeball? Inside your eyeball, okay, eyeballs are really complex, first of all. There's like a liquid in there, okay? Eyeballs. But the big, the important part of the eyeball, there's also a ton of blood vessels and nerves. Yes. So, but liquid is inside. Like if you, if you, I mean, I don't want to get graphic. Liquid's inside the eyeball. (laughs) I got to remember, this is the kid's version. There's some fluid yeah. in there, okay? Yeah, some sort of... And in the back, that. there are all kinds of nerves and blood vessels, and they're connected to a big nerve that goes back to your brain. That's what's yeah. behind your eyeball. It's a big nerve that goes back into your like, brain. back here. Look, mm-hmm. that's what's behind, and that's also what's back. behind your eyeballs, your brain. Yeah, my brain. Your brain's up there. That makes so, me smart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what makes our eyes work is uh, there's a liquid in there, but the big important part is... You got the lens in the front, which is sort of like the lens on a camera or in a, in a pair of glasses or a contact lens, which yeah. helps focus things, focus mm-hmm. the light, because send it to the back of the eye where you've got nerves yeah. that carry that message to your brain, mm-hmm. to the back of your brain, the occipital that's in the back, like back here, look in the back where it connects to your so neck. Like... And then your brain tells you what you're seeing. Yep. Eyes are incredibly complex and cool. Those are great questions, Dexter and Malachi. Yes. There's liquid in there. What about how does your eye work? Like I said, so light comes in from the, like light bounces off something I'm looking at and then goes into my eye, okay, into the lens, which focuses it, and then into the nerve, which interprets the picture, like tells me what I'm looking at and goes back to the brain and tells my brain, you are looking at Charlie. She is holding a paper. She is wearing headphones. She's talking into a microphone. That's what my brain is telling me. Okay. But normally you don't hear it saying that. You just see things. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Here. If you drink water that's clear, why is your pee yellow? (laughs) From Sullivan, age eight. Uh, So your pee is yellow because it's not just water. Yeah. It's many other things. Right. Like water's the number one thing in there. But it's mostly water. Yes. This is true. Our bodies are mostly water. Yeah. The we're earth like, is mostly water. Yeah. We're like almost all water. Like. If you start getting into it, everything's mostly water. At least we're at least like, I don't know, like 59% water, maybe? More than that. How much? I'm just going to. Are you going to look it up? Yeah. I'll look it up. I'll look it up, too. Let's just. Yeah, let's just do, yeah, just. 55 to 78%, depending on the size. Whoa. So actually, you were right. I was right? Yeah. I was right. I was right. So we're mostly water. The earth is mostly water. Living things are mostly water. Uh, Why is your pee not clear? Because while it is mostly water, it is not only water. Uh, yes. The more water you drink, the better hydrated you are, the lighter yellow. 
Yeah. Your pee will yeah. be, right? When you're really well hydrated, your your pee looks really light yellow. Yeah, or like almost clear, sort of. But when you haven't had enough water, what does your yeah. pee look like? Like really dark yellow, sort of yeah. burny. Burny? Well, yeah. It burns. <laughs> if, you, if you're it really just, dehydrated, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're like really, really dehydrated, it burns. And, it's, it does, and it smells worse, then. Yeah, it smells It's stronger. Worse. Yeah. It's not like there's anything bad in it. It's just like it smells stronger. It, yeah, it's just not good. Don't. Or when you eat asparagus. Yeah. When you eat asparagus, it smells like, I don't know what it smells like. Charlie only likes the tops of asparagus. Yeah. And Cooper? The bottoms. Yeah. Who, yeah. That, who can figure that kid out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. She's, there's other stuff in your really pee. Weird. So yeah. just Play like it. we talked about poop is what's left over after your body's gotten all the stuff it needs out of your food. After you, after your uh, body has filtered out all of the liquid it needs, all the water it needs for your body, your kidneys are the organs that are responsible for getting rid of other toxins. And they filter those toxins and chemicals, things like ammonia and urea, stuff you don't need out in your pee. So they're waste products. Your urine is made of water and basically chemicals that your body didn't need. Yeah. So that's why it's yellow. Okay. So this one I'm actually wondering too. Okay. The next one. So it is how bad is screen time really for your eyes? Some of the names I can't read. Sorry, my tongue is twisted. I uh, almost Tempe, age six. Yeah, Tempe. Sorry. Um, so screen time. the The recommendation that that we doctors use is that screen time is okay in moderation. As I'm saying this, Charlie's trying to pick up her phone and look at her screen. <laughs> yeah, I am. For a couple reasons, if you watch screens too much, especially when you're a little kid. We worry about your attention, Charlie. <laughs> we worry about your ability to pay attention to things. We worry about your brain growing as much as it should and developing as much as it should. We worry about um, sometimes uh, if you watch screens too much and then mommy and daddy take your screens away, what do you, especially Cooper, what does she do? See? Or what? If you don't know what that spells, cry. Yeah. A L O T lot. These are these are not good. <laughs> these are not good. When you're a parent and and you know your four year old cries when you take their pad away, you feel really bad about that. Yeah. Um. So there are lots of reasons why screens aren't aren't great all the time. They're okay sometimes, but when you're you know, when the adults, when the grownups in your life say enough screens, it's time to listen. The other reason is that um, screens can, uh, one of the things that actually I had this problem, Charlie, I looked at screens so much as a doctor, I had to look at computer screens so much that my eyes got super dry and, and like uncomfortable. It made wearing my contacts really hard. Um, so that's not good. And they also, if you watch them really close to bedtime, can make it hard to sleep and have good sleep. So it is true that screens a little bit are okay, but screens a lot aren't great for you in many ways. So everything in moderation. Remember, Charlie, we just talked about moderation. What does moderation mean? Um, You're drawing a lovely picture right now of someone with dry eyes, I believe. 
it's a hedgehog. Oh, okay. Will you remind our, our listeners what moderation is? Moderation, moderation. Okay, it's sort of like a balance of, um, like, playing outside, um, getting fresh air, getting energy, and, and burning energy. But also having a bit of screen time because, you know, you it's it's you always have to have a good balance. That's right between those two things. A good balance. That's exactly what it is. Yep. What's our next question? Okay, next question. Mine, not All yours. Right. I'm Mine. gonna hand it to you. Okay. Okay. Ba, ba, ba. This is a good one. I'm actually wondering this. Why does the brain stay in place and not fall out? Ellie, age four. Well, it doesn't fall out because it's stuck inside your skull. Yeah. It can't really, none of the holes Mm -hmm. on your head are really big enough for it to fall out. That's true. Except if your brain was like puny, it may fall out. From your nose, maybe? I don't know. Well, it's too big. Yes, yeah, it's too big. out of your nose. Big. And it's held in place by, um, it, well, first of all, the skull, which is made of bones. Yeah, so. And the bones hold it in place. Yeah, he probably couldn't. And then it's connected by tissues like the yeah, meninges, like, which is like yeah. sort of a lining of the brain. And the, your whole spinal cord that goes all the way down the middle of your back. Um, and it's all connected to that. So it's kind of held in place by all those things. Um so there's there's like the lining of the brain, there's the lining around the bones, um, and the fact that it's connected to your brain stem, which is connected to your spinal cord, and then there are nerves connected to like your eyes, and that go. I, there's all kinds of stuff that sort of suspend it in the middle of your skull in place. It's and it's too big. It's just too big to fall out of your nose. Why does puberty happen when it does? And not earlier or later in life. From Ben, age 10. Okay. <laughs> Our bodies are programmed. Programmed? What? Uh, they are set. It's, well, what? no, it's just in your, it's in your DNA. <laughs> okay. Um, to go through certain changes. And it's a little different for everybody, right? Not yeah. everybody goes through puberty at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, somebody may go through it when they're like... 14 or 15. Somebody mm-hmm. might go through that when they're like 12 or 13. That's exactly or right. Or 11 or something like that. Those are perfect examples. There is a range of ages that we expect puberty to happen. And there are lots of signals that your body is sending that you don't even know about that are happening um, from your brain to all the other parts of your body that are about to change. There are things that yeah. are about to get maybe hairier. Yeah, or... Things that are going to get bigger. Or maybe your voice gets lower. Your voice might get lower. That's a great example. Yeah, because my voice has been getting lower somehow. That's true. Yeah, it's way lower than when I was... When like, you were a baby? Three. It was like very high when I was a baby. It was like squeaky. Sorry if that was... But there are all kinds of signals that it's already in your DNA and your brain is going to start sending out those signals at certain times to say, we're growing up. It's time for some changes. 
And then one by one, you'll start to notice those changes of puberty happen. But the important thing to know is that it's different for everybody. It's a little different the way that you feel, the age that it starts, how fast everything moves along, and exactly what those changes look like for you are a little bit different. So if, you know, other kids in your class have already started going through puberty and you haven't, don't worry. Or if you've started going through puberty and other kids in your class haven't, don't worry. Yeah, because everybody goes through it at a different time. Mm-hmm. You literally can't go through it at the same time. It's literally impossible. Mm-hmm. But trust your brain. And if you're ever worried, you can talk to the adults, and the grown-ups yes. in your life. Yes. And they can, if they're worried, they can always talk to your doctor. But most of the time, it's just that we're all different. Our, our bodies are all a little different. And so puberty is a little different for everybody. Yeah, so, okay, you got three questions around next. These are all from Killian, age four. Okay, Killian, age four. Okay. One at a time. The literally funniest one on this, they're the two... They're the two funniest ones on this list. Okay, why does my butt have a hole in it? It's one of them. And why does my tongue have bones? That's a normal question. Why do I have to pee so bad? That's a funny one. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, why does my butt have a hole in it? Yeah, because that's where your poop and pee comes out. No, just poop from yeah. the back, pee from the front. Yes. P comes from a different hole. Yeah. Your urethra. What? That's the hole. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or urethral meatus, if you like. What? Yeah. Anyway, I it's a different hole. I'm assuming we're talking about the hole in your butt that we call yeah. your anus. Yeah, my poop. The poop. Yes. That's why it has a hole in it. <laughs> it's a place where stuff your body doesn't need, waste yeah. products, can exit your body. Yep. It goes all the way through that GI tract, and it's got to it's gotta leave. Yeah, it's it's got to get like, out somewhere. It's like, party, 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 party. End of the party. <laughs> End of the party. So that's why your butt has a hole in it. What What was the next question? What did... Okay. Why does my tongue have the no, weight? Why do people have tongue bones? Well, we don't have tongue bones. What? The tongue is a muscle. Oh, ha. Huh. That's connect that's controlled by a nerve. But it's not a bone. So oh. don't worry about that. Yeah. It's a so. very strong muscle. Okay. Think about all the things you can do with your tongue. When you I your can't? tongue is involved in talking, think about how impressive it is. Yeah, because that your tongue can do all the stuff it does. Yeah, it, because that's how you say like your THs mm-hmm. and yeah, different. It's involved in talking and swallowing yeah. and chewing. Uh, next time you're talking, think about what your tongue is doing. Like, um, look, think about it while you're talking, or even look at yourself in the mirror talking yeah. and look at your tongue. It's incredible all the things yeah, that cool, cool muscle right in your mouth called your tongue can do. Moving. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and if you want to pause this podcast and mm-hmm. go look in the mirror and ch- and talk some words that you like why did i say that yeah i think it's a good talk idea go check it out you watch like your tongue and, move it's an incredible um, muscle watch your tongue move 
What, and what was our last question there? Okay, why do I have to pee so bad? <laughs> Killian, I don't know why you have to pee so bad at this exact moment. I'm assuming that you have had enough liquid that has filtered through your kidneys and gone to your bladder that your bladder is now full. And when your bladder, so your bladder um, is where the pee sits until yeah. it comes out. Yeah. It's where it's, it sits. It's down it in the sits, lower part of your tummy. like right around, um, like right where um, your tummy meets your um, legs. And a lot of, exactly. And a lot right of the there. messages in our bodies are, well, the messages, all of them, I should say, are sent by nerves. So when the bladder gets full of pee and it starts to stretch... Like a balloon, like a water balloon. Yeah, like it sends messages. Attended, um, like take a balloon, take a balloon. Here's an experiment for you to do to see how the bladder works. Take a balloon, and then fill it with water. Keep filling it and keep filling it and keep filling it and keep filling until it's completely full. And then, and then, pop a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> or just the, use the um, other the top. part of it. Yeah. Well, you could because it's true. Once the bladder stretches, it starts sending little messages through the nerves back up to the brain that says, time to pee, time to pee, time, time to, to pee. pee. And that's time when you pee. go, oh, I got to pee. Got to pee. And then when you go pee and all the pee comes out of your, your bladder and your bladder goes back to its relaxed, comfortable place, it's like, oh, I'm good. You're fine now. And then you start drinking. Water or whatever, juice, yeah. milk, whatever you're drinking, Kool-Aid jammers. You start yeah, drinking them again. Like milkshake, just any drink. Right, like any all. drink. Any liquid. Yeah, any liquid. And all that fluid ends up in your kidneys, which filter out the stuff you don't need. Keep yeah, the stuff the... you do. The stuff you don't need goes through tubes called ureters. Those tubes go down to your bladder. All that stuff collects in your bladder. It collects and collects. And when there's enough of it, it stretches again. And the signals go back up that says, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. And then you run to the bathroom and pee and it comes out. Yeah. And sorry. That's why you got to pee. I um, do. If you can't hear me, I'm putting my head down because I went to a sort of like balloon foam. No, not a balloon. Like foam. I went to like this cool part. Like, it was a birthday party at sort of a gym, like a kid's place gym called place. called Amp. Yeah. And I went to my friend's birthday party there, and now I have stuff from the foam pit all over my socks. Uh, Charlie, do you have any? I, I think those were great questions. Thank you to everybody who sent in your questions. Yes. All of the all of the kids and all of the adults who helped them, unless they, I mean, yeah, unless they, unless came they're just really internet savvy. By themselves, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody who asked questions. I love yes, them. They were thank great. You. Thoughtful. And... Did you have any questions before we finished up? Okay, before we finish up, I have one question for you guys. Yeah, actually, no. <laughs> I okay. thought I did, but now I don't. Do you have any questions for me, your mommy, who's uh, sitting here? I have, I have well, some Ooh, of, I, I was say all question. of medical knowledge, but just like what I can remember off the top of my head um, at, at your fingertips. <laughs> why does your heart have to beat? Oh, that's a good why question. Why does your heart beat? When your heart beats, do you know what it's doing? Pumping blood? See, you knew this. It's squeezing. Oh, pumping blood, like uh -huh. blood goes into your heart from the veins, from all of your body. 
from your from your heart, it goes to your lungs where it gets oxygen. It picks up oxygen. It goes back into your heart and then gets squeezed back out to your whole body. And then it goes back into your heart, to your lungs, back into your heart, to your body. It's a pump. So every time you hear that, and actually the beating isn't the sound of the heart squeezing. Do you know what? When you listen to a heart and it goes thump, 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 do you know what you're hearing? The valves close. Close and open. Opening and closing valves. Mm -hmm. Like, watch this. Okay, like if I have this little hole, like right here, Mm -hmm. I put my thumbs over here, the little the little tubes have these little uh sort of lids is a, is a way to think about it so the valves open and close you hear the thump thump and they pump the blood all over the, the heart pumps the blood all over the body <sighs> a great question charlie thank you thank you for finishing us off with a big yawn to show me how bored you are with my no i'm <laughs> actually just tired i'm just tired i'm literally just tired i slept in like vi- a lot. I slept in a lot, but I'm just tired. I don't know why. You've had a busy day. Yeah. And anyways, I've been running back and forth from that um, sort of like foam park. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you like gymnastics you place. Yeah, I've been busy today. And really busy. You had busy. to record a podcast. Busy day. Yep. Charlie, and thank you. I'm going to be going on a slide that can attach to your stairs. Yeah, that's the rest of your day. I am yeah. going to be um, catching you and hoping that no one gets injured. Yep. It, it's an intense day for both of us. See? She's a doctor. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave. Bye. I'm oh, just... well, 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 can I say thank you? Yes, thank for, you. Too. Thank you for joining yeah. me on Sawbones on this special bonus episode. Can you, uh, no, don't click that, don't click it. Thank you to all our listeners and donors. Thank you to all our donors. Yeah, thank you to all our donors who have donated so far to my mom's campaign. No, to our, oh, <laughs> to our podcast. I thought it was your conf- <laughs> Oh, to your podcast. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're great. Blah, you're perfect. Blah, blah. You're wonderful. Okay. I love you. Thank you to our donors who make our podcast possible. Yeah, yeah just thank you so much. Because we love doing Sawbones, don't we? Just Give me a round of applause, real quick. Charlie, that's sweet. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Um, from from us, from me, from Justin, from Charlie, yep, from from Cooper, who had to be who had to leave the room because who knew what she was going to do next? Yeah, she was just. I think she was probably just going to scream a bunch. Well, and you never know if she's going to use profanity, and this is like yeah, a family friendly podcast, and you yeah. just you can't you can't she keep her from working blue. Yeah. <laughs> You're very like, yeah, like ish. Ish. Thank you for all the people who have donated to this podcast. And Charlie is out. Thank you all. This has been uh, Sawbones, a very special bonus episode with kids ask the questions. And um, thank you all again. And we'll. Uh, I guess we still. Justin's not here to say it, so I'll tell you. Don't drill a hole in your head. Fun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. 
audience supported.